Thank you for tuning in to the Movement Podcast. We hope this message gives you a new perspective and inspires you to move towards God's purpose. For more information about the Movement Church, visit themovementchurch.co. And here is today's message. All right, good morning, everybody. How's everybody going? Oh, come on, somebody. How's everybody going? So good, so good, so good. You know what? Today is a very special day. You know why? Because... Welcome to the very first installment of The Movement Online. Amazing. If this is your first time coming to church, uh, I just want to give you a special welcome. Know that you are loved, know that you are precious, and know that God has special calling and purpose in your life. You know, um, and I'm just so glad that you are um, choose to be with us this morning. So um, hang around with, um, with, with one of our leaders and, and we just want to pray for you and, and we just want to support you and encourage you in your life journey together. Amen. Maybe you come here and you ask the question, Pastor Roy, the church feels a bit different. Where's the building? The church I know has got a big building, lighting and smoke machine and things like that. Where all that? Let me tell you, church, the move of God has never been, can never been, and can never be, and will not be defined by any building. But in fact, God has called you and me to be the church. We are the move of God. You know, in fact, I see this as one of the most exciting times to be a church. Why? Because when you can't come to church, we bring the church to you. If you are new to this church, or you, you just come in and tuning in, and you're not part of any connect group, can I just encourage you? to join one connect group. You know why? Because your life, God has never designed your life to be live alone, you know? Um, and, and with f- more than 450 people, in fact, we've got 457 people planted in a connect group. With that many people, I'm sure there are one fam- there's one family that is waiting for you. Just head down to our website, www.themovementchurch.co, and then click connect groups, and then fill in your details, and one of us shall be in contact with you. Before I start, I just want to welcome our global family. Yes, I can announce to you that our global family from Israel, from Korea, and also from Manila, Muntilupa is watching with us today. You know, this COVID-19 situation is a blessing in disguise for us as a church that we become one family, one global family, one global movement of God. All right. All right. Enough of the introduction. Come on, somebody. How many of you are ready to have some church this morning? Come on, somebody. How many of you are ready to have some some church this morning. Church, I, I want to preach to you. I want to tell you that whether you sit in the grandest penthouse uh, in, in Sydney or the remotest area in Muntilupa, the promise of God for you is that where two or three people gather in my name, I will be in the midst of them. So whether you believe it or not, whether you feel it or not, God is in the midst of you. And let me tell you, when His presence is in that room, He brings blessing, He brings healing, and He brings breakthrough for your life today. You know, today I want to speak to you on a subject that is timely in our life as a church, life um, as, as, as any human being, in fact. You know, and I want to entitle this message, What to Do in a Lockdown. What to do in a lockdown situation. You know, many countries, due to the spread of this virus of COVID-19, are, are in full lockdown mode. People can't come in, people can't go out from, from that country. Some countries are even more vigilant and extreme to the lockdown measures. 
Some of them I heard in Philippines, in Manila, they, they close the roads. They close all the roads. If you're not healthcare workers, nurses and things like that, you can't come out from your house. You know what? That's why I want to preach to you on a subject called what to do when everything in your life is on hold. What to do when your dreams, your aspiration is being quarantined. What to do when everything in your life is on lockdown. You know, I've seen a lot of funny memes going around of what happens during quarantine or during lockdown. You know, people do funny things during quarantine. This, this one is, is a photo that looks like my house. Yes, this was just Pastor Jessica when she was preaching, trying to prepare her preaching yesterday. You know, I'm just joking. How many of you uh, moms and dad can relate to this? You know, and, and this one is for the ladies. Come on, you know, um, this, uh, what happened during lockdowns to the ladies, you know, husband, let me tell you, um, if you don't understand this, after seven days or after a month of lockdown, your wife is going to transform. Come on, somebody. You know, like, um, uh, you know, sometimes men don't understand, like what Jessica always says to me. You know, Roy, you don't understand that it takes hard work. It takes hard work to look this good, you know. And um, people do crazy stuff during lockdown. But today I want to share with you three things that Christian, us Christian, must do in the moment or in the season of lock, locking down, in the moment of uncertainty, in the moment of turbulence. These are the three things that God wants us to do as the son and daughters of God. Are you ready today? Amazing. Number one, I'm gonna be cheeky and start point number one by saying, apply your heart sanitizer. Apply your heart sanitizer regularly. You know, people around the world right now is crazy about hand sanitizing. You know, I remember last week, we as a church were trying to find hand sanitizer. We couldn't find anything anywhere. We went to Coles, we went to Woolworths. Everything is off the shelf. Everything is out of stock, you know? But the funny thing is, a lot of us people, a lot of Christians all around the world, we regularly sanitize our hands, but we often forget to sanitize our hearts regularly. But the Bible says in, in Proverbs 4, verse 23, the Bible says that above all else, come on somebody, the Bible says above all else, guard your heart because everything flows from your heart. In other words, God is actually saying, if you're not careful, if you only sanitize your hands, but you forgot to sanitize your heart, what's gonna happen is that faith will stop flowing from your life. Joy will stop flowing from your life. Hope and dreams will stop flowing from your life. But today I want to decree and declare to you that when that, that, that the moment you sanitize your heart with the Word of God, faith will begin to flow again in our church. Hope will begin to flow again in your family. And, and dreams and joy will begin to flow again in your life. How? Everybody shout how. How, Pastor? Well, let me tell you, how can we sanitize our heart regularly? How can we sanitize our heart? Let me tell you this, that the Word of God is your heart sanitizer. The Word of God, His Word is your heart sanitizer. In the Bible, in Psalm 119, verse 9 says, How can a young man stay on the path of purity? 
And the Bible says, by living according to your word. By living according to your words. Look, church, I'm not saying don't sanitize your hands. Come on, my wife screaming probably about eight to 10 times a day. Roy, have you sanitized your hands? You know, but let me tell you, but if we just spend, listen to this carefully, if we just spend as many times sanitizing our heart and our mind with the word of God, like we sanitize our hands, faith will begin to flow in your life. The promise of God will begin to flow again in your life. Church, I've got good news for you. Maybe the promise of God, come on somebody, the promise of God will flow again in your life one more time. Church, I've got good news for you. You may have to cancel your wedding. You may have to cancel your parties. The government may have canceled our services. But let me tell you the good news that God has never canceled His promise in your life. He's still gonna bless you. Come on. He's still gonna gonna restore you. He's still gonna heal you. My God, the heaven and earth will pass, but the promise and the word of God will stay standing. He will never cancel. He has never canceled and He will never cancel His promise of your life. Come on, ask your neighbor and ask this. Have you sanitized your heart lately? Are you blessed today so far? So good. Number two, point number two. Everybody shout number two. Point number two, what to do during the season of lockdown, during the season of uncertainty. You know, number two, what we need to do as the son and daughter of God is that we need to stop the spread of fear. You know, right now, all around the globe, all the government all around the globe is trying hard, trying the best to stop the spread of the virus by doing social distancing, by um, shutting down um, schools, shutting down roads and things like that. So they're doing this, all this measure to stop the spread of the virus. But let me tell you, I've got news to you that there is one virus that spread faster than any viruses. Um, um, there, there is a virus that spread faster than coronavirus and that virus is called fear. And you know what, fear paralyzes you, fear choke you, fear limits you, fear kills more hope, kills more dream than any virus combined. Fear kills more dream than any viruses combined. And we as a Christian, as a son and daughter of God, God has called us to help stop the spread of fear. You know, right now, you know, um, uh, World Health Organization quote saying that um, um, coronavirus has become more of infodemic rather than medical pandemic. You know what? Um, this chart is actually, sh- what I'm about to show you is actually saying that coronavirus has got a much more mention in any social media than any other pandemic ever with 1.1 billion mention in social media. You know, fear, this fear kills more dream than any coronavirus combined. Fear kills more hope than any viruses combined. So what can we do as Christian in the moment of lockdown? How can we stop the spread of fear? There are three things. The first one is that we need to actively avoid, I'm gonna be practical to, to, um, this morning, that we need to avoid any fear-based conversations. We gotta actively avoid any fear-based conversations. 
Okay, so check your WhatsApp group, check your um, uh, messenger, check your social media. What are we watching? What are we um, um, having conversation? Who are we watching? What are we talking about? We need to actively avoid any fear-based conversations. Number two, we need to actively surround ourselves with faith-based community. Come on, somebody. We're all responsible of our own spiritual responsibility, uh, spiritual growth. You know, social distancing does not equal to spiritual disconnections. Come on. Social distancing does not equal to spiritual disconnection. Con- in fact, in this season of social distancing, I want to urge all my son and daughters all around the globe that we need to be more intentional of being hungry of the presence of God, being hungry of the word of God, being hungry in, 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 in coming to the presence of God by the word of God. We got to learn how to prioritize the word of God over and above everything. Okay, so number one, actively avoid any fear-based conversation. Number two, actively surround ourselves with your faith-based community. Number three, we got to actively spread faith news. Amen. For every fake news, actively spread faith news. You know what? For every fear news that you read, let's make a commitment that we need to tell the world that our God is seen still in the throne. Yes, fear is contagious, but let me tell you good news that faith is also contagious. Your faith is contagious, but we cannot be silent. We need to be loud in our social media. We need to be loud in our conversation to tell the world that our God is bigger than any virus, that our God has risen the dead, that the spirit, that the, the Bible says that the same power that has risen God, risen Jesus from the dead is actually living on the inside of you. Oh, come on, somebody shout like you know that you have the same power. Come on, somebody. You know, we've got to stop the spread of fear because fear limits you. Fear paralyzes you. Fear kills you. You know, fear drains you. But when we choose faith over fear, faith will expand you. Faith will pull you up to your destiny. Faith will push you to your calling. Oh, oh, is there anybody who wants to choose faith over fear this morning? Come on. Amen, amen. And number three, I'm going to close with this, okay? So number one, actively apply your heart sanitizer. Number two, you've got to stop the spread of fear. Number three, I want to tell you, church, that you and I have got the vaccine. I want to talk to you about the power of praise. You know, when I was preparing this sermon, God reminded me about the story of a king called Jehoshaphat. And the story goes like this. A war with the surrounding nations. After this, the army of the Moabites, Ammonites, and some of the Meunites declare war on the king Jehoshaphat. Listen to this carefully. That without a reason, not just one, not two, but three nations are against Jehoshaphat. And a messenger came and have got news and came and told Jehoshaphat, a fast army from Edom is marching against you and from beyond the Dead Sea, and they're already halfway. Jehoshaphat was terrified by the news. Think about it. Right now, news are everywhere. The news about 
this is dead, this is dying, this actor is catching coronavirus and things like that. They never tell you good news. They always tell you bad news, you know? And, and, and think about it. the same thing with Joseph. Joseph is, is also believers, but Joseph was terrified by the news. Maybe some of you are coming to church this morning terrified by the news. But listen to this, let, let, let's, let's learn from what King Joseph is doing. King Joseph, he begged for the Lord for guidance. Listen, listen to his prayer, you guys. He begged and he prayed, God, wherever, whenever we are faced with any calamity, such as war or plague, come on somebody, plague, coronavirus is a plague, or famine, you said that you can, we can come to stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. You said that we can cry out to you and save us and you will hear. This is the promise of God for you. The moment we praise God, the moment we, 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 we take off our focus from that news, bad news and things like that and begin to praise God, begin to lift up our eyes and focus on the promises of God. Listen to this carefully. The promise of God says that you will hear us and you will rescue us. And God, listen to this carefully, the moment he prays him, the moment he pray, and the moment he beg for his guidance, listen to this carefully, God gave him a solution. God gave him a vaccine. God gave him an antidote. And God says, listen to this carefully, God says, listen all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, the Mormon church. Listen, King Joseph. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but the battle is God. Come on, somebody. The moment we lift up our praise, that's the moment, that's the very moment that God says, that's not your battle. That's my battle. The moment we lift up our praise, the moment we worship God, the moment we took off the focus out of fear, the moment we, can, we, we let faith come into your life, come into us, the moment we praise God, you know what happened? God will say, that's not, my, that's not your battle. I will fight your battle for you. And then the story doesn't, doesn't end there. And God says, but you will not even need to fight. You don't need to fight. Take, you just need to take your position and stand still and watch. Oh my God, watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, the movement church. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. And listen to this, listen to this. The moment they got the vaccine, Jehoshaphat did what no other king did. Listen to this. In the presence of the enemy, in the presence of three nations that is about to annihilate, to kill this um, 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 Jehoshaphat, after consulting with the people, the king appointed singers, praisers, worshippers to walk ahead. Somebody shout ahead, ahead of this army. Come on. When I was preparing this message, God remind me to remind you that you know what, majority of a lot of us, we often are tired, but why? Because we put our skills, our own strength, our own wisdom, our own confidence on our skills, you know, uh, ahead of praise, ahead of faith. But God is teaching you and me today to put praise ahead of your army, to put praise ahead of your preparation. I'm not saying, you know, students, don't study during exam and just surrender. Oh, the battle is not mine. The battle is God. So I'm not going to study. Come on. 
That's not faith, that's foolishness. You know what, or during interview, for example, oh, I'm not gonna prepare. No, you can learn from Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat says, I'm gonna put praise ahead of my army. I'm gonna prepare the best, I'm gonna do the excellence, but I'm gonna put praise ahead of everything. I wanna decree and declare to you, church, the movement church, we're gonna be the church that gonna put praise above everything. You're gonna praise God above our circumstances, you're gonna praise God above your confidence, above our degree, above our qualification, and the moment we begin to praise, watch what happened. The, uh, the Bible says at the very moment they begin to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the army of Ammon, Moab, and, Ma uh, and Mansire to start fighting among themselves. And listen to this carefully. So when the army of Judah arrived, they, didn't, they haven't fought. They just watched, right? And then when they arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as their eyes can see. And listen to this. This is the promise of God for you. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. Church, I'm gonna close with this. I wanna decree and declare a blessing upon your life that the moment you begin to praise God over your circumstances is the moment that God will take over the battle for you. The moment you begin to praise God over your circumstances, He will give you the victory. He will give you not partial victory, He will give you a total absolute annihilated kind of victory until no one, not a single one of your enemy escape in Jesus' name. And everybody that believes says, amen, amen, amen. You know, maybe you tune in this morning and then things that are outside your control happens in your life. You know, all of a sudden your boss, you got a new boss that hated you. You know, all of a sudden the enemy, uh, the economy crumbles down. All of a sudden your, 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 your family is broken to pieces and you don't know what to do. Like Joseph, Joseph, I don't know what to do. But let me tell you, I want you to apply three things. The first one, always sanitize your heart with the word of God and always avoid fear-based conversation uh, or surround yourself with faith-based community and always, always, always spread the news of faith. And last but not least, I want to encourage you. Put the garment of praise. Put the garment of praise. And the moment you begin to praise God over your circumstances, I want to decree and declare to you that nobody can stand against you till the day of your life. Church, how many of you are blessed today? Amazing. So good. If you're blessed, come back next week. You know what, don't just come back next week. Come back and bring friends, bring unsafe friends to listen to the Word of God. You know, you need to stay connected with faith-based community. You can't do this alone. Amen, amen. Well, I can't close this service without giving you an invitation, a powerful invitation, the one of probably the greatest invitation that you'll ever, ever have in your life. With every eyes closed and heart open. Come on, every eyes closed, heart open. Maybe, maybe this is the first time you come to a gathering like this, okay? But I'm gonna ask you a simple question. If God calls you home today, have you got the full assurance that you'll go to heaven? You know, many people think that, yeah, I'm ready to go to heaven, but they're not ready at all. You know, oh, but pastor, I go to church. But listen, nowhere in the Bible that says that if you go to church, you'll go to heaven. But pastor, I believe that God exists. 
You know when the Bible, you know, let me tell you, the devil, even devil believe that God exists. There is, but pastor, I've done great things to the poor. Nowhere, unfortunately, my friend, nowhere in the Bible that says that your great things, great deeds can save you and bring you to heaven. There is only one way you can go to heaven. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, then you will be saved. You know, in just a moment, I'm gonna lead you into simple prayer. This simple prayer is probably one of the simplest prayer, but it's the most powerful prayer that you can ever pray for because it's actually inviting the most powerful force in the universe, and it's called Jesus, to become your personal Lord and Savior. And I wanna invite you and everyone in this room to pray the same prayer together with me. Do you think you can do that? Come on, somebody. One, two, three. Dear Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner. I need you, Lord. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. Today, I invite you into my heart. Be the king of my life and be the Lord of my life from today onwards. I'm yours. I will follow you till the day, the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, everybody say, Amen, amen, amen. If you pray that prayer for the very first time in your life, you've just received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I wanna encourage you, talk to your connect group leaders, talk to your friend, and said, yeah, that was my first time that I actually prayed that prayer. What's next? You know, what's next? Well, there are two things. The first one is that you need to be connected with faith-based community like this. You can never do this alone. You know, that connect group, the, the, the people sitting, sitting next to you is your family from now on. Secondly, what do you need to do? Water baptism is coming this Easter. You know, oh, come on. There is no better time to be water baptized than on Resurrection Day, than on Easter Day. So if you want, you're thinking, you want to know about baptism, more about baptism, Talk to your connect group leaders, talk to your friends, and register your interest, and then we'll talk to you, we'll guide you. We love you, church. That's it. I'll see you next week. God bless you. We love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to our next podcast. If you are blessed, we'd love to hear from you. So connect with us through our social media. Be blessed.